0: I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore. Okay, I'm into nightmares. Raiders, caught touchdown! Raiders. You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your Windbags: R.J. Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. R.J. Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Uh, I was at the new studio today painting. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, your nails mm-hmm. or what? Uh, I was painting the town red because I was parting so hard. Thinking about how much fun we're having that studio. No, I was painting one of the um, uh, one of the sound dampening walls. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do all the walls black, but we'll have like some backlighting. We'll have some like we have like basically, um, like uh, an entertainment center you'd see in a living room. But it's mm-hmm. gonna be like our backdrop. We'll have a we have a big television monitor, bunch of like I got my signed Bo Jackson helmet that's gonna be there. My signed Marshawn Lynch football that's gonna be there. I got other like as you can see like behind me if you're on YouTube. I got all obviously all kinds of Raider knickknacks that just kind of sit in my office unseen. Now they're gonna finally be shown. Uh, we're we're creeping up. We're creeping up. I think I think before the end of the year we'll be able to do a show there. Nice. Open. Yeah. I'm we should do a, a New Year's Eve extravaganza. Just a New Year's Eve party, just just you and me getting hammered in a studio with Raiders fans online. I mean,
1: <laughs> like, like the losers idea. we <laughs> are. That doesn't sound like a bad idea.
0: So, if you got any sweet Raiders knickknacks that you want to put up in the studio, let me know. Yeah, I got a sign yeah.
2: Howie Long jersey. Beautiful.
0: That's a big one too. Is it? Is it uh, framed?
2: No, it's not framed. I haven't even took it out of the bag yet. I, I I want to get it framed, put a box frame.
0: I gotta put I gotta put the casing around the ball and helmet. They're just like sitting, which is super stupid of me to have those awesome relics just sitting like just barely to my right out in the open with a four-year-old that loves to yeah, run around Frankie my house with magic like, markers. Yeah, she does like the markers. I can see her like trying to copy beast modes like signature on the ball. <laughs> I can see her trying to color the white part in. <laughs> just... Let me call her. This she tries way. to play with it, which half of me is like happy and proud, and the other half is like, duh, 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 "You got sticky fingers! Get away!" Yeah, Get there's away. always something on those fingers. Always something disgusting. So our offense is humming since uh, Josh McDaniels was uh, kicked to the curb. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, weeks one through eight during Josh McDaniels' eight-game tenure the Raiders were putting up 15.75 points per game. They went three and five, and that would be 30th in the league. Damn. Third worst. From offensive guru with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, with Jacoby Myers, with Michael Mayer, with Josh Jacobs, with the best kicker in football, in the AFC at least. Still, third worst. And his own hand-picked $33 million quarterback. Right, Weeks nine through 10, without Josh McDaniels, Bo Hardigie, Aiden O'Connell, 23 points per game. That will put us 14th. That will put us above average in points per game, 2-0. and And we're playing the Giants, which is an average to above average defense. Like, middle of the road, but maybe They, they, they had been playing very well before they played us. Before us, right? And then this last game, they they got trounced, right? But, you know, not, not, not a slouchy defense by any means. And then the Jets. One of the best defenses in football. Yeah. We're two and zero, and we'd be 14th in points per game. I've narrowed it down to, and when it, like normally when that happens, right? When there's a coaching change and a quarterback change, you think, oh, the quarterback made the difference. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of like, oh, you switched quarterbacks. That's what did it. That's the like instant reaction to that. Uh not so. This kind of surprised me. Not shocked me, but surprised me. Jimmy Garoppolo this season, statistically, is better than Farva in basically every single category. His uh, completion percentage, two points better than Aiden O'Connell. His average, 7.2 to O'Connell, 6.5. His touchdown to interception ratio is better. Uh, His rating, one and a half points better. And he's taken less sacks per game than Farva. So not crazy better. I'm talking one or two percentages in each category. But you're thinking, wow, this offense just did a 180. Once they switched quarterbacks, it must be because of quarterback play. Not so. Giant misconception. Yeah. Um, And we've narrowed it down, Soto, to three primary reasons why this offense turned around. Um, and we haven't discussed order. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll leave that guy, that up to you, uh, up to you guys in the comment section. But it's basically three reasons why this offense has turned around, and this offense has been able to fix what Josh McDaniels broke. What do you think is number one, Coach Bo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, Coach Bo. Coach yep. Bo,
2: say what you want to say about Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Oh, is, we have. Yeah. And we will. <laughs> he he is a very good offensive coordinator. Case in point, we're still using his system that he impl- implemented. But I think the
0: things that were kind of like. All, all the harshest critics of Josh McDaniels. I don't think I've heard one person say he doesn't understand X's and O's of football. I, I don't. Yeah. I, all, all the harshest critics. Not one person has said, oh, he's. He's such a dumbass. He doesn't know he doesn't know that he's part of what football. he's
2: doing. No, yeah. no, yeah. So th- the offense that's there, it's a it's a good offense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where coach bow comes into play is the human element. Yeah. We heard we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. What's the disconnect between the conversations between Joshua Daniels and Devontae Adams and what we see on the field?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, well, the difference is Coach Bo is not coaching with his ego. I don't know how many times I said it like every single week use more motion disguise it, disguise your, your plays with um, personnel groupings and formations and things like that everything that coach Bo is doing is what Josh McDaniels didn't want to do because of his ego
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it was the ego of Josh McDaniels that tanked this offense and towards the end the, the players got tired of it they got sick of it like dude you're you're not doing these things that we're telling you to do and it's it's not working, and you just want to keep doing the same thing over and over again, and blame us when we're telling you to do something different. Mm-hmm. So the coach Bo going in there with the same system, but maybe you know, flashing it up. We, we didn't see five wide with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. We didn't see the motion that we're seeing now with with Josh McDaniels. We didn't see uh, the personnel groupings. We didn't see the the the, the lineup decisions. Right. Uh, I mean, as a sidebar. I was thinking about this actually just randomly the other day. What do you think the final kill shot was? Like the final, like you know, Joshua Daniels, they're they're three and five, 15 points per game. They're terrible. They're the lost the locker room. So he's on the ground. He's been shot, stabbed, kicked, punched. But he's still out. alive. He's still yeah. alive. He's what, got a pulse. The, what's the kill shot? Where you walk up and pop, you just pop him right between what was the kill shot? Do you think?
0: Um I'll
2: tell you what I think. Tell me what you think. After the Bears game, when he was asked why he didn't play Aiden O'Connell sooner, and he says, it's not the preseason, which was super disrespectful and very dismissive to Aiden Mm O'Connell. Mark Davis is listening to all this, right? He's like, he's hearing all this stuff. Then he's talking to the players, and the player's like, oh yeah, Aiden O'Connell should play. He's a better player. So everyone's telling him that he's the better player, but then you have egomaniac Josh McDaniels like, oh, well, he only did well because it was the preseason. He's playing against scrubs. He's really not that good.
0: I, that think was that like, was a shot. I think it was ego and it was also him politicking. Where he's like, hey, Mark Davis, I know I asked for $33 million of your dollars to bring this guy in, and then now we're going to replace him with a fourth-round rookie that played at Purdue. There's
2: still a way you can spin that if you're not an egomaniac. Hey, look, I understand that we paid a lot of money to this guy and he's doing good. We need to do better around him, but he's doing good. But man, did I have an eye for this guy? We traded up to get this guy. Yeah, we wanted to get this guy, and this guy is performing way better than we thought. We should give him a chance. There's a way you can spin it, but Good to back to it first but it
0: doesn't, doesn't change the checkbook for Mark Davis. That's True. going to nowhere. I don't
2: think he really much cares about that. He just wants to win, right? He showed it $85 million. It's just like, here, get out I, of here, guys. I
0: think the ego and politicking play off each other. I think yeah, they're, for they're, sure. they are two emotions that, that well, affect each other the same. It's It stopped
2: Josh McDaniels from doing the things that Coach Bo is doing. Mm-hmm. Coach Bo is now going to Josh to, to, to Josh Jacobs. What runs do you like? Yeah. Going to the offensive line, what runs do you guys like to play to, to block for? Mm. And that's the difference in in the team is is the play of Josh Jacobs. I was saying it the entire season. Teams are packing the middle against Jimmy Garoppolo. They're packing the middle against Josh Jacobs. It's up to Josh
0: McDaniels to unlock the middle of the field. It's the double edged sword, right? If you yeah. pack the box, you take away the passes of Jimmy Garoppolo, and you. Take away Josh Jacobs. Like he, Coach Bo win. has unlocked the middle of the field. Yeah. He's done it. Um, so your number one led to what might be the number one, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs, hey. the... Uh, Chill. He's, he's like, screaming for oh, Josh Jacobs, too. Oh, I can see he's about ready to jump off the cliff thinking about Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels wish he had as many lives as your cat's. So Josh Jacobs in weeks one through eight. He had three touchdowns. Getting a ton of, a pretty decent amount of carries. He had 133 carries in eight games. That's a a hefty load. He had three touchdowns. 3.1 yards per carry. 133 carries, 408 yards. um, And 3.5 receptions per game. Josh Jacobs in weeks nine and ten. Again, against two stout defenses. A pretty good defense in the Giants and a fantastic defense with the Jets. Four yards per carry, almost an entire like a little over four yards per carry, almost an entire yard more per carry. He had fifty three carries in two games. He had only three times that in eight games. Two hundred and fourteen yards. That's half as many in two games as he had in eight games. Mm -hmm. Um, Now he only had two receptions. He only had one reception per game. So his passing, he hasn't he hasn't been as much part of the passing game, which maybe something need to be. Cause it doesn't need uh, to be, but not checked out as much because Parker's got the he, ball up to the my right pushing. I mean, he should be because he's such a weapon out of the backfield. But whatever, he's running the ball well. And this is the big thing. Remember last season, it took Josh McDaniels four games to do what everyone in Raider Nation knew we should do in two. Yeah, Give run him the, the ball. ball. Yeah. Give Josh Jacobs the ball. He's our the best part of our offense. Weirdly, last season our offense was a terrible pass blocking, but started becoming a pretty good run blocking team. Right? It's like it's it's a no brainer, guys. Use Josh Jacobs. He's in a contract year. You're you're planning on getting rid of him anyway. You didn't give him the fifth year. Run him into the ground. And they did. It took Josh McDaniels leaving for him to really become a ball carrier. He had 26 carries against the Giants in week nine, 27 carries against the Jets. That's both the most ever in the season. He never had 26 carries all season, never had 27 carries all season. Now, He's third in rushing even after a terrible start to the season. Remember the like the maybe the top 3 storylines for the Raiders is what happened to Josh Jacobs. He was the rushing leader last season and now he can't get over 100 yards. He's only got a hand, tiny handful of touchdowns. What's wrong? Why can't he get going? He's at 622 yards now. That's he's 3 yards behind Derrick Henry and you know Christian McCaffrey's crushing it. But other than Christian McCaffrey, he's Christian McCaffrey also missed the game, too. Right. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's Christian McCaffrey in the Niners, right? He's having, he was having uh, an NFL MVP type season, right? So outside of an NFL MVP type season with maybe the best running back in football, with one of the best offensive schemes in football, in a scheme that was designed to get Christian McCaffrey an an offensive player of the year type season, Josh Jacobs is basically the best. All because Bo did the no-brainer that we were all screaming about last season, give Josh Jacobs the rock. You've got a rookie quarterback. He doesn't fumble. I mean, last, you know, last game was a bad example, but that's a, a rare aberration. He really doesn't fumble. He's a great pass blocker. He's the heart and soul of the team, AP keeps saying. Give the guy the rock. And they've given him the ball 53 times in two games and it's led to 2-0, 23 points per game, and you're taking pressure off your rookie fourth-round quarterback. You're also controlling the
2: ball, too. You're controlling the time of possession. Mm-hmm. You're not having your defense out there getting tired, so they're able to play at a high level throughout the entire game. So Josh McDaniels wanted to run the ball. It's just he was so stubborn that he, they were, he wasn't having the success to be able to do it throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, Josh Jacobs only had 16 and a half carries per game. The first eight games mm. had the run game been working better. You know, he would have run the, had, you know, more opportunity. So it's just, again, it was where we're coming back to the same thing. It's, it's the ego of Josh McDaniels to not change, to not adjust to say, well, the play is good enough. You just have to run it better and not give yourself an opportunity to, Tilt, tilt the, the percentages in your favor by, you know, design, by formation and, and personnel grouping. And um, that's what killed the running game. It wasn't Josh Jacobs not doing well, it was, you know, the defense pretty much knowing what we were doing, calling on our plays.
0: Yeah. And, and again, running into loaded boxes because you've got Jimmy G there. you all got to do is take away the center, of the, you know, the middle of the field. And so now, like, having Aiden O'Connell does open, you know, he has. He is more dangerous in places Jimmy G isn't, which helps Josh Jacobs. And like you said, not just not just adjustments, but it was like a focus. Like we've we've really only ran like the core of it's like two different zone runs, which is basically like the core of what we do, and then play action off of it, and then like some jet sweeps and some reverses off of it. Right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's what you do, right? That's not, and that's also not just Bo being like, here's a cool play design. It's having the foresight to do. We're say we're gonna do A, B, and C, and that's gonna open up. D, E, and F. And then, all right, A and B worked, C didn't. So we're going to do G to open up HIJ. The yeah. halftime adjustments against the Jets game, where they're like, yeah, they're stout inside. Why are we running right at Quinn Williams? Let's go outside. Let's start running off tackles. Let's do a little, like, you know, a little, like, pop passes out to this, you know, little screens outside, like things like that. Like, hey, let's, let's avoid this awesome, you know, heart of this Jets defense. So it's, yeah. it's listening to the players. It's, Adjusting when needed to, pregame adjusting, midgame, which we never, which we didn't see out of Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it's it's
2: complementary play calling, mm-hmm. is what it is. I think uh, Josh McDaniels just threw plays out there, and you know, he had a plan. But again, like I, I keep going back to the same thing. But the whole jet sweep with Tucker, he never faked it once. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you see the action, you know what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had tons of fakes, and you know, we guys guys that are moving in a uh that in motion that you would normally see a jet sweep off of, and they ended up either blocking for Josh for Josh Jacobs or going out for a pass. So it's just complimentary play calling, man. It's a smart play calling, and it again, it's it's it is Josh Daniels' system, it's his plays, his verbiage, is everything. But I think it's a you know. I think Coach Bo kind of like lucked into something pretty nice because he had a, from all accounts, an offensive genius, right? As far as play calling goes, X's and O's, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, and, and
0: Coach Bo seems to be a little bit more Willie's and Joe, Not, not right? play calling, play design. I think Josh Daniels, yeah. yeah,
2: play design. Yeah. So Josh, you you take Joshua Daniels' play design, his X's and O's, and you take Coach Bo's Willie's and Joe's, right? Like his, his, his who, how he connects with the people mm-hmm. and the players and, the players make plays. You, you, you've The guys have said it after the last few games. The players make plays. Focus on the players, not on the plays.
0: And it's 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 plain as day, man. They're saying it without saying it. Well, Bo Harden is like the stereotypical looking offensive coordinator. Young, kind of like nerdy and like scruffy. Quiet, you know what I mean? Not like he's not going to charm you or even like motivate you. Looks like he doesn't do his hair in the morning. You know, he's, he's didn't just like he shave his head. Did he shave head shaved? Does he? I think so. Maybe it's one of those shaves where he's got like a big cow lick and like he doesn't like uh, line up like the sides and stuff. He just like does it himself. You know what oh I mean? Like geez. every other week. looks like one of the, you know what I'm saying though? He just like feels like, he just looks and smells like an offensive coordinator in 2023. Young dude, scruffy. And it's, you know, 2-0. Oh, it's working. And oh. Uh, and the number three thing, um, and it's what's affecting the defense, special team, morale, offense, everything. I think it's also just the Antonio Pierce factor. I think we can't ignore what's been the primary storyline of him coming around. Is everyone's everyone's happy? Everyone's juiced. He's, and we're talking about how Bo is taking advice from the players. That's comes from the top, right? That was AP's uh, not prerogative, but directive. Like, yeah, it was his. Yeah, exactly. That was the executive order from the top. Is we're going to listen to you guys. We're going to be a players. We're going to be a players type coaching staff. And that's how we get the best out of you guys, which is the way to go when you've got superstars, right? If it was it all, like, if we didn't have Devonte, Jacobs, Max, you know, Jacoby, like, like veteran Colton, like, like veteran good guys. And it was super young. Maybe you got to put your thumb on them a little bit more, right? Maybe you got to be like, look, y'all haven't earned your stripes. We'll listen, but we're in charge. When you've got Devonte, Max, Josh, et cetera. You're like, all right, guys, like, what do you think? Uh, you know, Devonte, you've been part of some of the best offenses in football. What worked? What didn't Josh, you single handedly became the last season's rushing leader with 900 yards after contact. It wasn't my schemes that got you there. It was you, you tell me how we can help.
2: So I guess those three. Exactly. Times. Yeah. It's, it's listening to you. It's listening to the right guys. It's, it's all well and good. Like it's, it's, it's great to be a player coach and all that stuff, but if you have the right players. If you have like a lot of young guys, or maybe you know some of the leaders that don't want to step up or whatever, yeah, it's it, or excuse me, veterans that don't want to step up. They just you know I'm not I'm a quiet guy. I Just want to play, right? Yeah. But then like you have them on both sides of the ball, you know. Yeah. You have leaders on the offensive line. You know you you have Colton Miller, um, you have you know Illuminor from from all accounts as a guy that that that's stepping up. Mm. You have Josh Jacobs. You have uh, Devontae Adams. Um, on the defensive side, you have you have a, a guy on each level. You have Mac, Max Crosby, you have Robert Spillane, and although he hasn't been playing all that great, you know Marcus Peters is out there in the secondary, a guy that people listen to, guy that he's made plays in the league. So, you know, the, the, it's it's a different thing from the booth to the field, and from the field, from like the sideline onto the actual playing field itself. So yeah, you definitely you want to ask the,
0: the players who are executing the plays which ones do you execute the best? Also, imagine Bo Hardigree like coming down on Devontae Adams. It's like, no, you listen to me, Devontae. You I, I didn't even see the field at Tennessee. I'm 39 years old. I've just been riding Adam Gase's coattails to being quarterback coach for Josh McDaniels, a guy no one think no one wants to play for Josh McDaniels? No one wants to coach for Josh McDaniels. I'm amazed we got Patrick Graham. Like, no one wants to be around that guy. Like, he was here because probably no one else can take the job. And he's going to be like, hey, Devontae, I'm in charge. (laughs) I would love to be in a fly on a wall if you try to do that, the Devontae. Like, you got to take his advice.
2: Come on. You definitely do. And the thing is, is he did the right thing. He walked up to Devontae and he's like, hey, man, what do you want? Like, where do you want the ball? Tell me what you want. Tell me how and you then, want to start. And then Devontae's
0: going to be like, "I'll tell you, but I need you to carry my books. You're going to take my my pocket my uh my pocket sleeve out of my pocket. You're going to hold on to that, and you're going to follow me around." No, he's not that. his prison B. I Almost said it. Almost. I wanted to hit the button. If Devontae wanted Bo to be his prison B, he would. He's like, yeah, kind of Devontae. Uh, that's not even no. Nah. It's not a style, but I'm saying he has the he has the ability to. Maybe not the desire, but he definitely does.
2: What's up with what's up with star players dancing after beating the Jets?
0: Um
1: Marshawn, in New York?
0: Marshawn Lynch did it. Right? Is, is that when he did that? Like real famous sideline dance that yeah. everyone gets hard on for? Hard yeah. on. Hard on? Is it hard on for? Hard hard ons for? Hard ons for, yeah. Hard ons for the uh in in uh i was a history major in college and we were doing european history and it was like the knights templar and everyone mm-hmm. said because i went to a state college so we're all stupid we all put knight night templars but it's actually knights templar you put the the plural at the front end not the back end we we're all stupid so at, he, like the teacher like halfway through the class like halfway through the semester I had to be like guys i don't want to be your grammar coach and it's really not that big of a deal, but please, if you guys are going to, if you guys are going to graduate with history degrees, know that it's Knights Templar, please, for my sake, that doesn't go on me Product to the California education system right here. RG and Soto. Good old San Francisco state. Uh, well, speaking of New York, um, it was a great win for the Raiders beating such a tough defense. And it was on primetime, which was great. A little bit of an ugly game, but beautiful for us Raider fans. An exciting game, right? Down to the wire. Four points at the end. You know, two Hail Marys. Could have won it for the Jets. Uh, Zach, one of Zach Wilson's best games in his career. Didn't have any touchdowns, but, you know, moved the ball around a little bit. Spillane became a star. Josh Jacobs went over 100 yards. Fun game. Uh, not so fun for a certain New York radio host, Joe Panigino. Panigio, Panigogo Pen- Pinogo, I couldn't I've, I have yet to be able to pronounce it correctly, but he was a radio host for WFAN for years. and he does a weekly spot on WFAN. And I want you guys to hear it, and uh, I want you to know if you're a BS meter, Is starting to go off. And
1: you could could call me just because I'm a Jet fan, whatever you want to call me, okay? Let's be honest about this. You're telling me the Raiders last night, three penalties the whole game? (laughs) You're telling me the Raiders, with the pressure the Jets put on, had one holding penalty all night? Come on. And watching this freaking game, okay? Watching this game, can they kiss... Antonio Pierce's oh. rear end anymore. And it it was like watching a Raider infomercial. You know what? I am telling you, bro. And last night, and I am telling you this too. Call me crazy, or you could call me crazy. Okay, the the league wanted the Raiders to win this game last night. All right. Mm. I'm going out and living. I'm saying but it. Why? The, because because it's the is It's the rain away. It's oh my God. Look at the it's like the old days. With Al Davis. I'm surprised there wasn't an AI of Al Davis last <laughs> night. Yeah.
0: First off, I do gotta say, as as a 15-year radio host, that was an A plus rant as far as just like emotion. It's like, okay. I was I was entered I was entertained listening to it. If I'm if I'm listening to the radio and I pull into my driveway and I'm hearing that rant, I'm going to let the car idle and finish the rant before I turn it off. I'll admit that. And then when it's over, I'm going to be like, Oh my gosh, I have to call in and blow up on this douche. Yeah. How many, I would have a clipboard just like fact checking every piece of crap statement that he said in that uh, 53 seconds right there. So, I mean, we're not very much very penalized anyway. We're not a very penalized team. We are fourth in penalties this season. Shocking. I mean, it is the, I think, and we're even, so we were actually really good under Josh McDaniels penalty wise this season. We got even better under AP, but shockingly, that was a, that was one of the positive Josh McDaniels did was we, the most penalized team historically in football. And we were in the top 10 least penalized. And now we're currently fourth. Antonio Pierce.
2: Yeah, there's that. And I mean, he's not taking into account the poor play. Um, in the red zone,
0: <laughs> like oh, they, they, does that the, sound the red, like a guy who's taking account of poor play in the red zone? Does I'm saying, it like, sound like a dude who's going over the all twenty-two and saying, oh that was a hold." Up. Even, that even have the been a stuff, He
2: He's telling me that that uh the refs called uh Zach Wilson out of bounds, but he was in bounds. Like, mm.
0: no, he stepped out of bounds. Like, what do you want to do? That took your that took your touchdown away. Do we want to go over the 10, 15, 20 non-holding calls against Max Crosby, not just against the Jets, but every single game? you want to bring that up? Look, something you want to discuss? This is what people that
2: don't want to face reality do, is they just they reach for random BS. And that's what this guy's doing. He's reaching for random BS.
0: I understand emotionally every fan of the other 31 teams in the NFL Wants to think that the refs aren't on their side. I understand the desire to want that. There's no way the Chiefs feel that way. I guarantee there's Chiefs fans that want to blame the refs for losses. Because it's just the easiest scapegoat. They're just as delusional as this guy. But it's like the easy scapegoat. At least have the decency. At least have save face a little bit. To not use that excuse against the Raiders. It is well documented. The most penalized team. In the Super Bowl era, we had the stat up. A year a on I was looking for that. I was looking for that fact, but it was like, you know, the, the second most penalized team since the Super Bowl had like 5,400 penalties, and the Raiders had almost 7,000. Yeah. Like, it was like number two, 50, you know, 5,430. Uh, number three, 5,412. Number four, 4,918. And then Raiders it was like 7,082. Just like terrible. And there's another step, the least penalized, the least penalized team in the league since 2007, whoever is playing against the Raiders, who's ever playing against the Raiders, least penalized team in football. And he wants to go and say, oh, the NFL was cheating by having the refs win the game for the Raiders.
2: Okay. Again, they're reaching, man. they, they, They can't, they don't want to take a look at the obvious. Right, because for whatever reason, maybe he Zach Wilson has a sex tape on Robert Sala or something, where he won't bench him. He won't bench. He won't bench him, and and that that's the issue.
0: Even though he had a better game, they were still really bad in the red zone. Zach Wilson was probably banging someone on the team's mom and brought in Robert Sala to like watch, and just like jerk off in the corner. He's like, hey, there's a secret camera. That's a distinct possibility. I think that's the most possible answer. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, here's the other part too. No one has receipts about how the league feels about the Raiders. Like the Raiders, we've got the receipts dog from tuck rule to Pete Roselle and Al Davis. They did a whole 30 for 30 on how a commissioner hated an owner, a whole 30 for 30 on that. And that's just historically. And then you go into recently, not letting us move to Carson, uh, releasing those John Gruden emails. There's 650,000 emails out there, and they released like five of them, and they were just Gruden's. Like, okay, like, th- like those just accidentally came out. Get out of here.
2: Yeah, it just, it, it's, again, prisoner of the moment, doesn't want to, you know, put the blame on the team, because God forbid you actually blame your team for playing poorly, mm-hmm. or being, being outplayed by by a team that you felt you were so superior to. Just you know, let me just find an excuse, a way to 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 save my own ego.
0: Yeah. Uh, in Raider news, every single time a defensive player is released from a team, I think, oh man, the Raiders should pick that guy up a linebacker, a defensive lineman, corner, say whoever. I'm just like, oh, the Raiders should pick him up. The Raiders, and we never do. We never do. It's never like a guy that you're like. We always pick up guys that are just kind of floating around. Sometimes And sometimes they work out, right? Like, we'll get to Robert Spillane here in a minute. But normally, we never get him. When uh, the Pats released Jack Jones, I was like, ooh, that'd be great. We'll never get him, though. We'll never get him. Lo and behold, we did. Cornerback for the Pats. He's a fourth-round pick. He's in his uh, second second year, I believe. Yeah, 22 fourth-round picks. was his second season. He had a pretty good rookie year. For a fourth round cornerback and we got him. We got him. So he played at long beach state, other Antonio under Antonio Pierce played at Arizona, but SC first, as you're aware, screwed up, had to go play junior juco for a little bit. Yeah. Came back to Arizona state under Antonio Pierce, got drafted by the Patriots. So it's it like, at, at first you're like, okay, why are we still picking up? Like, why are we still being Patriots West? Why are we still picking up like random Patriots? Not because he was a Patriot. It's because he was a jackrabbit and a sun devil under Antonio Pierce. For sure,
2: man. This is this is a prototypical old school raider move. You get a guy that's got some talent, maybe didn't you know, didn't cut it in another place for some disciplinary reasons. I mean, I'm not trying to say it was because he got caught with two guns at an airport. Maybe allegedly. Maybe. No, allegedly. no, no, allegedly. He got oh. caught with that. He pleaded out allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, he got that. He 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 got caught
0: with that. Mm-hmm. So this is what grades the grades issues at, at USC. Yeah, yeah. You know how hard it is to get in grades issues at USC? Well and here's he the deal. Have to to here's the deal. Don't go to class.
2: No, no, here's the deal. Jack Jones was was a um a uh a victim of uh that chick from uh Desperate Housewives and that other chick from Full House. Mm. Uh because they, they they like lied and they had this conspiracy thing to get their kids into sc yeah um and so it was a big old deal so they ac- actually cracked down on the grades for like a year or two right so
0: that's well, one what, semester and that's the semester he gets he gets wrong. exactly <laughs> dude he, he just <laughs> never showed up to class and it's like i mean you got to do something you got to sh- at least show
2: up to class you can't just mm-hmm. like never show up but yeah he got in trouble and I mean, he was he was a good get. I mean, at SC, we we're, we're excited to have him there, but he could play, man. He could and play, and I think that he feels comfortable with AP. He feels comfortable, and it's like, okay, I'm not saying anything against any military people or any like you know law oh. enforcement anything like that. I will say from my own experience, and I've partied with a lot of Marines and I've partied with a lot of cops because my cousin's ex husband was both a a marine and a cop Mm -hmm. i have never had a a good experience it was a neutral experience but i've never had like a really fun time with a marine or a cop that i wasn't introduced to by somebody that already knew him gotcha you needed an in i needed an an in to break that wall i think jack jones has that wall right and because so if if ap says hey man Patrick Graham, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy is the truth. Listen to this guy. He's going to make you the best player you can be. Jack Jones will be like, that's all I need to hear. I trust you, and you trust, and you signed for him, so all right, we're good.
0: I was on a bachelor party with a Marine. Um, it was a bachelor party of a mutual friend of ours. Um, I'll tell you after. And <laughs> he's a guy that works in M- – Like not my friend, but this Marine. Worked in MMA. Pretty stand-up dude. Like, every time I talked to him, very Marine-like. Right, mm-hmm. like on time, got his stuff together, like had a sense of humor, but wasn't a goofball, you know? Yeah, yeah, and he's seen some stuff. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he either went to Afghanistan for too long or not long enough. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't either, either like it broke him over there or he didn't get enough of the crazy out of his system. One of those two. And we're in a cab, we're hammered, right? It's a bachelor party. It's like three in the morning. And I'm in the middle, one buddy to my left, Marine to my right, You're right out of here, nowhere. Out of nowhere, he takes out a knife, starts carving into the back of the taxi cab passenger seat in front of him, and just mutters, it's not the deaths with the rifle, it's the knife kills that haunt you. Out of nowhere. We weren't talking about battle. We weren't talking about war. We weren't talking about him being a Marine. Out of nowhere. I was like, oh my God. Some of these guys have yeah, seen, seen, seen some stuff, right? Just so. like just just
2: like uh just like Sonny said, it's like, yeah, you don't hit you don't hit him long range with a rifle. You gotta get him right up close and bada bing, get blood all over your Ivy League suit.
0: So this is Antonio Pierce's biggest challenge as a head coach, and not biggest challenge in the sense that it's the most important or it's gonna decide wins and losses the most. It's the biggest challenge because this could be the biggest feather in his cap moving forward. And when he starts interviewing with Mark Davis for the head coaching position at the end of the season, the Raiders don't have a great recent history. Traditionally we have, but recently we haven't had a great history about handling whack jobs. Chandler Jones lost his mind as a Raider Antonio Brown under the Steelers. There was kind of whispers that he was a little loony, but not until he came to the Raiders was it a massive issue. Um Alden Smith. Alden Smith lost his mind. Henry Ruggs, giant issues. We have not Arnett. You know, Damn Arnett. We have not had great, a great track record recently of handling players that could go AWOL. This is Antonio Pierce's chance to say we took a guy that. Under the Patriots, under Bill Belichick, under the Patriot way, under just do your job, under we're a team, under we're all going to stay together and we're going to work this out, under we've got confidence that we can make these guys produce. He didn't last a season and a half with the Patriots before getting in trouble. If Antonio Pierce can make Jack Jones, A, productive, and B, stay out of trouble, that is a giant feather in his cap in vegas no less in vegas you have to drive by the strip from the airport to get to where most of the players live right you have you can literally see Dre's from the freeway right you're landing from a game on sunday and you get there at 10 11 midnight right from the plane all oh, jacked up from a win all the all the club promoters are hitting you up all the strippers you visited are hitting you up. All of your side chicks are hitting you up. All your buddies are hitting you up. Hey, man, congrats on the win. We're celebrating. We're at Dre's. I got bottle service. Come, come through, right? If Antonio Pierce can make Jack Jones in that situation with his long history, keep his nose clean and be productive, he can say, not only have I turned my guys around, I've turned around this franchise's reputation the last decade or so. Of not being able to handle wild players, I can handle wild players. I just took a Patriots reject and got him into church on Sunday or whatever the hell it is.
2: Yeah. Also, this may soften Mark Davis's stance on 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 draft day too. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you know, there's a guy that's got a little you know a little past. Maybe we'd have Jalen tree. Carter right now. Stop! Don't Maybe
0: say it. it. right now.
2: Well, look, a- AP's done a lot. He's checked a lot of boxes. He has he's got a couple of boxes left to check, and he can check them both tomorrow. I mean, th- this next game, he can check them both the next game. So, what I what I what I thought of with AP is things that he has to do to have be in serious contention to be the head coach, and he's done most of them. Changed the locker room morale. He's done that. Fixed the product on the field. He's done that. Energized the fan base. He's when come back from adversity. He's done that. Mm-hmm. He was, he was down against the, one of the best defenses in the league. Did that. He hasn't won on the road. He hasn't beat a top
0: team yet. I think if he does those two, I think it's like, there's, it's a no brainer from there. And also we really need some help in our secondary. We needed it before the season started. And now with based on, and Teamer on IR, a Marcus and Hobbs, all questionable and injured we 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 needed body we needed guys and so it's just also I'm just a matter of necessity it's like hey jack we need you to get your act together cuz you're going to see the field right away now oh, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking natal play marcus will probably play um teamer might actually come off of ir Meek probably is not going to play. That was an ugly, ugly, ugly play. I mean, hopefully, he's just acing these concussion protocol tests because you're going to have to, like, you're not, if you're on the border, they're not going to let you pass. You have to be.
2: No, not not with, he was out cold. Not with that hit.
0: You have to be. The good news is, like, he wasn't transported. He just finished the game on the sideline, which is a good start, but he needs to be like Rain Man acing these concussion protocol tests for him to see the field after that hit. Yeah. We're going to need, we're going to need Jack Jones. Because God,
2: because God forbid something happens where he gets his bell rung again. Yeah. The the NFL and the media would be all over the Raiders for putting him back on the field so quickly. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh another exciting news, Robert Spillane, our little hey. fun secret. AFC defensive player of the week. Yeah. Congratulations. Man. For uh just like a random scrap heap player we picked up, a guy that saw little playing time in Pittsburgh, not a whole lot. Now he's our starter. Now he's—I don't want to say Pro Bowl, but he's putting up Pro Bowl-ish numbers. He's look up to tackles.
2: Bridge. You know, he's—he's he's tied for the lead in linebackers and interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Look, I, I, I've been saying it like I was a lot. I was—I think I was—I think safe to say I was a little bit higher on him than maybe you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I I did actually watch some. I was completely
0: indifferent to him. I'm like, yeah, oh, really another scrappy linebacker.
2: I, Great. I knew he could play. I, I I saw some flashes that he could play. I think it's just they were putting him in a. He's not super fast. He's not one of those type of fast linebackers like they had with the Steelers. He's he's not Bush. Like he's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the position he was playing. That's who he was taking over from. Yeah. So he can't play like him, but he can play like Spillane plays. And I think Patrick Graham and uh Antonio Pierce are giving him a little bit pointers, putting him in positions to be able to
0: to play. Um well he's and, exactly and what we needed. We, yeah, we needed a thumper, right? That's what we 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 signed him to be a thumper. Even Antonio Pierce will say, like he was kind of his project, like he really wanted him. Um, it's also AP, like also politic a little bit. It's like, yeah, that was my guy. Like I brought him in, that's my guy, right? Taking a little credit for him, as he should, right? As he should yeah, hey, Spillet was echoing it too. And um you remember that like he was famous for that one hit that goal line hit on Derrick Henry last season. Like that's yeah. the only reason I knew the name was from that that one hit, right? Um, but he's turned into a, a well-rounded linebacker. In 2 in 2022, he played in 16 games with the with the Steelers. 16 games, played in all uh all but one game. Five starts and he had career highs in tackles, 77, tackles for loss, 4. In 2023 so far in just 10 games. 10 starts, 81 tackles, five tackles for a loss, three interceptions. He had one interception his entire five first five seasons in the NFL. He has three this season, one of them extremely clutch, and it's all career records. Like he broke all his records last season in the entire season. In just 10 games, he's broken all those records. Now, albeit he has twice as many starts. But he's earned those starts. He is a he is a different player this season. And once again, I know we're just hand-jobbing Antonio Pierce today, but he's earned a good reach around AP for what he's done with Robert Spillane.
2: So th- one thing that people might not know about Antonio Pierce, or a couple things, is he he wasn't a huge recruit. He went the JUCO route, right? Yep. And, and and he was an undrafted free agent rookie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so he had to earn everything that he got. And didn't really get big opportunities until he went to New York. Yeah. What, his fourth season? or Four, third or
2: fourth season? Yeah, something like that. It's, uh, so, so when he was there in New York, um, he was with a you know good defense, good, you know, defensive mind and head coach. Mm-hmm. And he learned how to use his brain to put himself in better positions. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're seeing Spillane being kind of like that antonio pierce clone yeah uh i think maybe i'd he's a little bit more physically gifted than than uh, antonio pierce was but he's he's using the same tips and tricks he's that that, that no nonsense fearless leader out there and that's
0: what we needed we haven't had that in a long time and it's it's isn't an, an of- any isn't an any given sunday linebacker oh yeah you know what i mean he's yeah, like yeah. A, a cartoon version of what well, like look dude this this photo from sunday night football for you Potters, he's just like, the camera's right in his face, and he's like, tongue's out. Got the, uh, got the, the dude rack on. Like like, the face paint all the way down to the fit, just like insane. And he's playing with a, a surgically repaired hand from like 45 minutes ago that still has its stitches in it. He's, he's an any given Sunday linebacker.
1: For sure, man.
2: This dude, this dude is, is what we needed. And he's a good compliment to Divine Diablo. He's mm-hmm. that thumper. That will allow Divine Diablo to be more of the cover guy. Because mm-hmm. you know he's a safety in college and everything at Virginia Tech. And Divine Diablo actually did a you know a good job uh getting Zach Wilson off of his first read, because he mm-hmm. he kind of blocked that read and it, it allowed him to throw a little bit later. And I mean, it was a great, great play by Spillane. So they're they're playing well together, which is which is key.
0: So we're actually going to get to the uh, weekend's breakdown on the pod, on the midweek pod, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, Raiders versus Dolphins Sunday, early window in Miami. Um, It's the one away game sandwiched between back-to-back home games before, back-to-back home games after, and then we end the season on back-to-back away games. But it's the one away game in between, which is what you want to do if you're going East Coast, right? You want it to be a nice little like, all right, we don't want to be on the road forever. If we're going all the way to East coast. And if we are going to the East coast, we want good weather, which is great. We're in Miami. We talked about it at the beginning of the season, like, wow, our away schedule is pretty nice. Like the East coast, like cold weather games, are either early in the season or they're in stadium or they're in, yeah. Or they're in uh, domes domes. Um, we don't have this crazy, like back to back to back East, you know, Eastern standard time games. Um, and the Raiders didn't fly out early. Like planned against Antonio Pierce being like, Hey, stay with your families being that kind of guy. Uh, I would say the Dolphins are the third best team we'll play this season behind the Chiefs and Bills. And they're minus 12 favorites. 12 point favorites. This isn't the Texas Tech Raiders versus an SEC team. This is the Las Vegas Raiders versus another NFL team. The Dolphins are 12 point favorites.
2: The low of
0: respect, huge spread. Now, this is the thing. We know the story in the Dolphins, right? There's six and O versus teams under 500. They score over 24 points per game. They're 0 and three against teams that are under, I'm sorry, 500 or over. And two has been sacked at least three times each in each one of those games. So I know you're doing the math in your head. Oh, which one are the Raiders? Neither are right in the middle. This is the uh, this is the little litmus test, right? Can the uh, we know the Dolphins destroy bad teams and they lose to good teams? How are they going to do against an average team? The oddsmakers think they'll do pretty well as twelve point favorites.
2: Yeah, I think what the odd, oddsmakers are banking on is for the Dolphins to get out to an early lead and force the Raiders to play in a sh- in a shootout, which is not their game that's the main thing is we got to keep it close um there's there's certain things that they do well that we defend well mm-hmm. um, and this team is all about big chunk plays mm-hmm. dolphins are all about huge chunk plays and we defend
0: that pretty well we don't we don't allow a lot of, a lot of big chunk plays so believe it or not statistically statistically not matchups not x's and o's statistically the nerds and the nerdery with their nerd calculators we match up really well against the dolphins purely statistically like you mentioned um we're tied for fourth in giving up explosive passing plays we've only given up 22 passes of 20 yards or more which is great this is a pretty good team about not giving up big plays um the raiders defense is only giving up 198 yards per game passing that's eighth we're darn good against the pass we can get to Tua Max Crosby is a game where he can eat their offense versus our defense statistically are in pretty decent shape now matchups and X's and O's it gets a little different we don't have anybody that can contain Tyreek Hill or Jalen Wall for that matter or Jalen Wall (laughs) <laughs> right? They have two wide receivers that we don't have a single guy on our defense. It's like, okay, he's got him, not even close. And then not only that, um, I'm starting to get a headache. It's going well, to, if you're going to talk about running backs, I'm going to get a headache. The, the migraine's about to hit. Ugh. Take your talent all now. Take your mite off of the cramps. Raheem Oster averages 5.6 yards per carry. He has 11 touchdowns. Yeah. Devon, our he's been injured. He's been injured. He might be back on Sunday. He averages 12 yards per carry. He's at 115 yards per game. And he had five touchdowns already. I think in just three games, I think he just played three games. And he's already put up all those insane numbers. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. So even though the passing game is the strength of the dolphins, if we squint our eyes and just look at numbers, we're like, okay, maybe the passing, maybe our passing defense can hold up. To Tua and company, you could be blind and see that the Raiders will will have their hands full in the run game, even if our chain doesn't come back. Where
2: where are you getting the R from? You say R chain, a chain, a chain. Yeah, as with the
0: Raiders, and I'm saying R.
2: It's their running attack is is. Gives me a stomach ache thinking about it. it gives me diarrhea. because they and, and it's not just you know stuff on the outsides either. They have good, good plays r- running you know between the tackles as well, mm-hmm. and they, they know how to get the ball out in space. They know how to create numbers and and a, and a, a, a player number advantage uh, to attack certain parts of your defense. They know they know what they're doing. Mike McDaniel is truly a. An offensive guru. He was the run game coordinator at San Francisco. He Josh McDaniels
0: leader. when he starts filling out resumes to take the S out of his last name and to be like, Yeah, Mike McDaniel. I'm his I'm his cousin. Just like pretend he's a McDaniel and then a McDaniel's.
2: Yeah, dude. It's
0: start dressing like a little kid, start like shave his head, start trying to be cool. Like, yeah, I'm Mike McDaniel, I'm his I'm his little brother. My, I'm, I'm Josh McDaniel. What? You look like Josh McDaniel. He's got the like the nose with the glasses and the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> hello fellow youth <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh what what movie was that from this isn't even a question for the comment i i don't remember no it was
2: a it was a commercial it was uh hello hello students yeah the backwards
0: youth. hat and the skateboard yeah, yeah. Josh McDaniels be stre- in it's like ah I'm, I'm mike mcdaniel i'm his twin josh hire me
2: god i'm an offensive it, guru too but that that running attack it's it, that could be the difference in the game. er, People are thinking, Oh, you
1: can't load
0: the box, right? You can't can't. load the box. You can't do it. You gotta be like two deep, three. Like you gotta have a deep safety. Like you just, you just have to hope Spillane and company can, can handle it with, with six guys. This is going to be
2: a time where the coaching staff pulls Max Crosby aside. and says, look, man, you need to do some stuff. That's not on paper. Stuff that we don't scheme for, like you have to wreck this yourself. You have to wreck the the, uh, the the line of scrimmage on your own for us to have a chance. And it's true. He needs to. He needs to. He he just can't get pressure. He can't um, make players bounce outside because these two guys are two of the fastest running backs in the league. Yeah. So you can't let these guys bounce outside on you and just say, okay, well he he, he did his job and made him you know bounce inside. No, he needs to make plays. Mm-hmm. Crosby needs to have a huge game for us to have a chance of stopping this running attack because this running attack is pretty damn
0: good. So to keep things from being totally doomy and gloomy, again, we're one of the best teams in football, fourth best at stopping explosive plays, which is what the Dolphins excel at, right? Waddle and Hill or the, either one of their great running backs breaking one for 50, right? We're very good at stopping that, which would be a game changer. And again, I know that, you know, the two offense we've recently played, but the Raiders defense has allowed on just a touchdowns on just three of the last 35 drives in the last two games. Yeah, I get it. It was the Jets and Giants, but still. Blind squirrels find nuts all the time. Just not against the Raiders recently. So there's that. And then on the flip side, how do you stop a really explosive offense that scores all the time? You keep them the hell off the field. We figured out, Feed Josh Jacobs, feed Josh Jacobs, feed Josh Jacobs, control the rock, control the clock, keep the turnovers low and try to get this, try to keep this from being a shootout as, as well as you possibly can. Because also the Dolphins have great pass rushers. They got like four dudes with like five sacks each or more. Like they got, it's not like just trying to stop, you know, you know, just Joey Bosa, just trying to stop Max Crosby. Like They got like four dudes that can, that can, get to you, to get to that. Cameron get- Wilkins, Phillips. Yeah. like they got guys, dude. They got, they got, they got, now their DBs aren't great. Um, Jalen Ramsey's having a real off season. Um, but like keeping this from being a shutout and trying to shoot out, trying to keep it from being like, all right, eight. Now I think we're going to learn a lot of things about, about, uh, about this team. Right. It's like we talked about, um, on the post game show for the jets game. When Antonio Pierce took over and it was the Giants, it was like, okay, terrible offense at home. Let's see what you got. And it was a blowout. Awesome. passed that test. Next game, Sunday night football, bright lights. The honeymoon kind of ended a little bit, right? That initial juice you get from watching, from watching like Josh McDaniel's assistant packing up pictures of his wife and like playbooks and like his whistle and crap out of his office. And you're all jacked watching that. That kind of fades right after a week still beat the jets sunday night football prime time at home great now you're on the road when most explosive offenses in football now it's time now the ship has landed now we're brought back to earth a little bit now let's see what antonio pearson company can do now let's see what Bo hardy can do when he doesn't have a big lead that he doesn't have to worry about being in a shootout now he's there's a really good chance going to say All right aiden You're going to have to win us this quarter, right? We need two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. We're going to need you to do it. Um, We're going to need this defense to be like, all right, guys, we need, we need two. We need a turnover. We got to have a turnover. We got to have three stops in a row. They've scored touchdowns on three straight drives. That has to stop. Now this is now like feet to the fire back against the wall. Antonio Pierce had his honeymoon phase. A plus a plus in the honeymoon phase could not have could not have done better as a coach. Now you're twelve point underdogs on the road against one of the most explosive offenses of the last decade. What can you do here? This is the big. This is the test. So there's
2: this three game stretch that we we've coming up, right? So the last two games and this game against the Dolphins. Each each game has presented us a, a different kind of uh, a different problem, a different a different problem to solve. Mm. um first one wasn't too big of a problem but it's it's getting a little bit harder right uh kind of like you know you're, you're playing a video game and you're 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 beating all of the whack little fighters first and then you have to be, you know beat the boss right
0: you beat glass joe and mike tyson's punch out yeah right. you're finding the dude with that tiger you know
2: yeah the great tiger and you know, a piston honda like you're beating all those guys mm. um so a team with an okay offense and a, 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 a kind of a bad offense and an okay defense. A team with a kind of a bad offense and a really good defense. Now a team with kind of an alright defense but a killer offense, right? Yeah. So now we have to see different game plans, different different par- parts of the team step up. Um, it's it's going to tell a lot. But every test so far that has been given to Coach AP, he's been able to pass it. Mm-hmm. So what does passing mean? I just think if we keep the game close, even if we don't win, because look, I don't think anyone is out there saying that we're a better team talent-wise than the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been playing this way with the same coaches and the same thing this entire season. We haven't had that much time together to kind of figure out what we want to do. But if we're able to, to either beat them or keep it really close, it's going to tell a lot about the team and also about the coaching staff to be able to strategize.
0: Uh, here's the injury report, and again, this is Wednesday's injury report. So very preliminary. Still got multiple days to try to figure this out. Four players did not participate. Um, Colton Miller still not practicing with that shoulder. That's He's going to be out for a while. These shoulders are tough. It's just for linemen. They haven't put him on IR, which is promising. So it's, it's if he doesn't play, that'll be two games of the of the four. So that's at least that's a glimmer of hope. Dylan Parham is added to that list at guard. So now you've got. Two starting linemen with an issue. Amik uh, Robertson, which we discussed concussion. Can he get through that protocol? I know we're at that. In the first few games of the season, there wasn't a single player that was put on concussion protocol that didn't miss at least one game with concussion. I don't know if that's still the case, but I know that for a while there it was. You no, know, wasn't Devontae in concussion protocol? And he played? Was it concussion protocol or injury? Uh, con- sure. I thought okay. it was. Maybe. Look at Van Roten. He's got everything wrong with him. What the hell? Yeah, Van Roten certain biceps, quad, and tricep. He's been lifting too hard. Arm and but, leg, uh, arm and leg. Everyone else is limited. Okay, and then Curtis Bolton at linebacker, sick. So that sounds like illness. That sounds like okay. You know, got a, got the flu bug. Ate at the wrong taqueria, something like that. Got you know, got a stomach virus or something. Well done, um, everyone else is still just kind of limited. So I mean, is back. Jakob's back, right? Full participation after his concussion. Um, I can't imagine any of these limited guys not playing. Butler, Crosby, Diablo, Hobbs, Peters, Teamers off IR, so hopefully he can play, which is which we're gonna need him. We'll keep an eye on Colton, Dylan, and Amik. That'll be the tough one. Uh, Dolphins a lot more did not participate. Two of their wide receivers, not their two great ones, but two of them. Uh, our boy Alec Ingold didn't participate with a foot injury um and then two linemen didn't participate And our chain again he's limited they haven't said one way or the other like is he like doubtful or hopeful or whatever to play this week but it's looking like he might so that's the injury report i do still think i think we can off at least offensively i think we can potentially bully the fins the same way we bully the jets that's our, that's our main, that's our chance that's the thing, right? And I don't, I don't know that
2: right now. Sorry. I don't know that right now. Aiden O'Connell can be Purdue Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. I don't know if he can be that guy yet. I think we can get there, but I don't think he can be that
0: guy just yet. 12 point favorites. The dolphins. I actually like the Raiders a lot on that number. I think 12 is way too much. 12 is a lot, way. a lot that's, of that's points. Yeah. That's a massive number. I kind of like, I kind of like, I really like the Raiders under 12 points. I'll probably take I'll probably put a decent, I'll put a couple units on that. Twelve's okay. a lot. Twelve's a lot. Uh, you ready to do some what up quin bags? Why, yes, I am. Turco 75 54. The best part of Antonio Pierce, in my opinion, is he was the missing link in our coaching staff and leadership. He perfectly balances all the coaches with his fire and passion. And most importantly, he is a motivator. Love it face of this organization at least till the end of the year freaking excited to watch raider football again i mean that's basically the encapsulation of everything antonio pierce that we've been talking about in one comment we're excited to watch raider football again like it's been exciting to be a raider fan even when we like had a couple wins here and there the last couple seasons it was always nervousness it was always like on the edge of your seat we had a comment that uh, one of the commentators brought that up perfectly it's like this is the most fun i've had in a raiders fan in years. Yeah, fun. again, like it was awesome going to the playoffs two seasons ago four game win streak. But that was like edge of your seat, biting your nails. Remember when we beat the Ravens on Monday night football to open the season? We're just like, just, like we had such a decompression. We had to go to the bar after like I can't go to sleep like I got to do something. Yeah, this has been fun. The last two games have been fun and I'm going to have fun on Sunday win, lose loser draw. I'm having fun this week regardless of how the game goes on Sunday.
2: One of the first things that Coach AP said in his introductory press conference is, he wants to get the that swag back. Mm -hmm. He wants the team to be proud to play and be a Raider, right? And I think that he gets it because Coach AP gets it. He understands what it is. He's rolling up to the game in a freaking Impala. He's got that freaking dual dual freaking diamond stud earrings. Like he's wearing the all-black Air Force Ones. Yeah. If you're a Raider fan, you know what that means. If some dudes wearing all black Air Force Ones, he's he's about business. He's a menace. Like you don't want to mess with that guy. And and that's what he he knows what it is to be a Raider. He understands what it is. And that's what gets the fan base pumped because we don't have to worry about someone else's view of
0: what this team should be. And it's the and it's the right squad to do that with. Because like, you know, let's be honest. Like, there's plenty of people who play for the Raiders, are just like. I don't care where I play, just give me the paycheck or I just, I want to win. Like, you know, the Raiders mystique isn't for everybody and there's plenty of people that just think it's BS and don't care. Players, fans, whoever, right? Mm -hmm. But this team, all the stars are Raiders to the soul. Max Crosby, Raiders Raiders. Raiders tattoo. Josh Jacobs, Raiders tattoo. Devontae Adams, grew up a Raider. Like,
2: Marcus Peters.
0: Marcus Peters. Like, the stars and veterans of this team are guys that are that. That they are this like, I, I, my heart beats with the soul of the Raiders, which is Antonio Pierce is just like, if we didn't have those four guys may not have resonated with it, resonated with everybody. It's like, okay, yeah. look, look, I'm a football player. Like Raiders history. That's cool, but that's not what drives me. Our leaders are driven at their core of the Raider way. And AP came in at just the right time with those right guys. Yeah, man. Boogies, mulab 40, 31. No way you guys barely noticed Mark Davis with the Peso Pluma haircut. Oh, we noticed. Don't you worry. We noticed. We talked about it. Look at this haircut. That is not. It's still weird. But that's not the Mark Davis haircut.
2: No, that's got a little mullet going. He got a little skullet.
0: I wonder if the chick. uh, This is a sign that maybe this is getting serious where the chick is starting to tell a billionaire how to do his hair. You remember when Kobe Bryant rest his soul stopped. I started, like he finally buzzed it. Like he always had like the big, I don't even know the name of it, but he had like, like a flat top, but backwards, you know, H- it, it long, but up. And there's then that, you,
2: that feral fade.
0: And you saw over the course of like two seasons, it got like shorter, like kind of manicured and shorter and shorter. And then finally he just shaved it and looked clean. He's like, yeah, like the wife, you know. You notice, you know, she got me. She kept having me do it shorter and shorter, and finally I broke. I just did it nice for the wife. Little did you know, he should have. He's gonna have to do a lot more for her to keep her happy later. I think. I think the girlfriend, is getting to old, MD. Tell him to clean it up.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna stop wearing my white jacket though. No, I'll cut my hair, but this white. I I want that freaking jet jacket. Looks
0: sick. Even more importantly, still got the fanny pack. White jacket, white on white on white, white fanny pack. He's like, all right, listen here, bitch.
1: Where, John?
0: I'll, I'll cut the hair, but you ain't taking away my fanny pack.
2: And my conversion. As,
0: <laughs> as God is my witness, you can take my soul. You can take my money. You can even take my hair. But the fanny pack goes nowhere. This is it's big. Such,
2: a, such a strong look.
0: It is. It's a really big deal.
2: When do you see owners dressed like that?
0: You never see it. They don't dress like that when they get sent to jail. There's, there's prison photos where they're dressed up better than Mark Davis. It's his version of the tracksuit. He just needs right? a pinky ring. He needs the pinky ring. It's it's his version. It's his version of the tracksuit.
2: My dad used to have a pinky ring. it was sick. It's in the Mexican mafia. No, he had a pinky ring and it was like, uh, it, it was like flat on the top. And it had like this, like groove design on it. Oh, so sick.
0: Look, she means all business. She just looks like a girl that's demanding. Boots, like that bro. Her, she looks like a girl that demands her billionaire boyfriend to get his haircut done. Those boots were made love for is love. walking. Love is love. Can I say? Uh, Brandon, Acevedo, 1353. Raiders, America's team. I feel like it's time for the Cowboys to not like relinquish their title as America's team, as America's team. I think it's time for the commission to strip them of that title. They haven't won in forever. They're a polarizing team. They're not America's team. I will say this though. I don't feel like the Raiders are America's team. Never we're that t- we're too much of a rebel. We're too much of an outsider. We're too much of. We're two leather vest in Harley Davidson to be America's. And also like our entire fan base is like Mexicans, black guys. Like we're the most like diverse. Not that There's a couple me, of Vietnamese
2: you know? dudes that I went to school yeah. with, man. Those are hardcore Raider fans. A couple of Yeah. Guys and I mean, we're an
0: internet. We're, we're internationally beloved. We give so many listeners to our podcast from London, Australia, South America, Amsterdam, like, Switzerland. We got guys, we're, we're, we are our own. We are. Scotland. Look, Few people love America more than me, right? I have an American flag back there, or whatever. So I have it. I have, a, I have a flagpole outside, and it's either Raider flag on flagpole and American flag in the office or vice versa, right? Like if it's the off season, or if the Raiders are disappointing me, I'll switch them, right? These colors don't bleed, baby. I'd love for America to be uh, uh, the Raiders to be America's team. They're not. They're not. They're, they are independent of a nation. Well, the two said, I,
2: I, we uploaded a video um, about Max Crosby born to be a Raider. And uh, the video of, of uh, John Matuszak, um, maybe a little bit chemically altered, okay. and he was saying that you know they don't like any brown nosers around here. They, they don't they don't bend over backwards for the league, for the refs, for anybody. And that's kind of encapsulates what it is to be a Raider. We're going to do our thing our way unapologetically. We're not going to we're not going to uh, bend down, you know, and kiss the ring of anybody, commissioner. Anybody, we're going to do our own thing. And and that's it. If you don't like it, like John Madden said, yeah, we're dirty. What are you going to do about it? We're going to do our thing. And that's that your, your job is not to tell us what to do. Your job is to stop us.
0: America's team. I feel like needs to be a little bit more universally liked a little bit more, not like not goody two shoes. That's not America, but a little more like universally enjoyed, not overly offensive. You know what I mean? Just, I feel like that should be, it'll have an edge to it. You know what I mean? Can't be like the 49ers or something.
2: Probably the Patriots until they started losing a bunch and until Kraft mm-hmm. got caught in that rub and tug. Yeah. I think it might be the freaking, uh, I hate to say it, but it might be the, you know. Mm. Uh,
0: Taylor Swift's Taylor now involved. Swift in yeah, there. It's it's like, getting really America y. Stupid. And the coach is just like, looks like a walrus. Just talks about eating cheeseburgers and wears like Hawaiian shirts. Like I, need a cheese,
2: I, I need a cheeseburger with
0: andy reed i do i sit down and eat a cheeseburger with him i put a lot of jalapenos in it so he gets diarrhea when he's trying to oh it man jalapenos. that just
2: reminded me of something that i didn't want to remember okay so i brought okay, one of those bre- breakfast croissants right those like mm. ham egg and cheese and jalapeno breakfast croissants delicious stop i it. love them stop it so i'm eating it right i'm like man there's like one jalapeno in this freaking thing and this is a freaking ripoff right and I took my last bite of the last little corner, and that's where all the jalapenos got stuck in like the bottom corner of it. And I didn't even look, I just took a bite. And it was like just a mouthful of jalapeno, which is not terrible, you know, it's, it's yeah. spicy, but it's not bad. But yeah, that reminded me of said jalapenos.
0: All right, well, that's it for us. Um, we will not be doing a live breakdown of Raiders Dolphins because we did it here. Um, but if there is breaking news, if there is giant changes. We will jump on it, as we always do. As we always do. But We will be doing a post-game show. As always, it'll be an early one, right? It'll be like 1.30 West Coast time, right after the 10 a.m. game. Again, West Coasters. So if there's nothing between now and then, we'll see you then. And until then, knock on wood if you're with me.